Welcome to this bonus episode of Cyclops is Waiting for Me, an X-Men animated recap podcast where we're going to be talking about the reveal trailer of X-Men 97, which is coming to Disney Plus on March 20th. I'm JC. Rod, I don't. I feel like I don't need any other intro than that. Let's, right. let's fucking go. <laughs> and I'm Rod and I'm excited. It feels weird saying a date now, right? Right. For two years. <laughs> two <can> <laughs> plus years we have not been able to say a date. <laughs> Cyclops is Waiting For Me is our weekly podcast series where we're going back and watching every single X-Men animated episode we can find and trailers. This podcast started with the original 1992 X-Men animated series building up to the release of X-Men 97, which we now know is coming to Disney Plus in less than a month. Some quick reminders. This bonus episode is about a trailer that came out last week. There are going to be spoilers. And if you don't want to spoil it for you, pause the podcast, watch the trailer on YouTube and come back. We are currently not sponsored by or affiliated with Marvel, Marvel Animation, Disney, Disney Plus plus or hulu rod let's get into the trailer hearing the same like cadence of things with different information feels like a weird owl of our scripts right <laughs> if someone is like parody like it's just so bizarre because we spent like two years doing all this other stuff and now we're gonna have like 10 episodes of what this show is really about of what so made different. us start the show in the first place yeah yeah <laughs> so a little bit of a disclosure i'm not gonna name any specific names because i don't want to potentially get anybody in trouble i wasn't able to say this before i have a little bit of insight into the show before i'll just leave it at like we're both in la i had some insight into how the show worked and stuff nothing too crazy but there's a couple things now that like are more open to talk about one of them being that ron is not back for the music of the show and the new composers are the newton brothers i don't know who they are personally they have a website they finally put up on their site that they did this show and everything i don't know them at all all that being said there were still plenty of surprises for me at least (laughs) in the trailer i don't know my first thought was like i love the way they started it was with the whole saturday morning aesthetic Yeah, in, you know, we're going to go through some of the Easter eggs on here. I love that it was the Saturday morning. It was a CRT TV. It even had like the little like RCA plug in in the front of it, which most kids today would not recognize why a TV would even have that up front. You had the classic Gene picture. You had the Colossus action figure still in its blister pack. And I remembered having that one because it was like a giant, not like a deadlift. What is it? bench press that they they made for colossus but then did you notice there were vhs's on top of the tv too i know that's the vhs's like one of them said like days of future past on it or the the letters you had you had x-men dofp which was Mm -hmm. days of future past there was one that said christmas special and there was another one that just said generic cartoon but it was (laughs) all x-men vhs's oh that's great yep and you i know you'd mentioned when we were texting when the trailer first came out that it's funny they left colossus in the package yeah Wow, There's no way <laughs> a kid back in the 90s who had that Colossus figure didn't open it. Yeah. And it's no. great that Colossus was there because we don't see a whole lot of him in just general X-Men stuff. Yeah. I, I wonder who made the call to put that there specifically or feels a request. Why that figure specifically was it chosen? Yeah, it's cool. My brother had the figure too. When I was a kid, it was like really cool. Still cool. But when I got older, I was like, his superpower was deadlifting like that was was the power action he did it kicks off with clips from graduation day we've covered it if you haven't listened to it that was an episode we we did with eric and julia leewald it was the finale of the original x-men 92 and it had a lot of those like the heartfelt moments from the episode and then you cut to static and then this is the first time we've ever seen this logo i did double check on it the marvel animation in yellow that was a new logo that had not been used on prior projects yeah, Marvel's launching a bunch of new arms. Like they just announced a while ago the Marvel Spotlights and now Marvel Animation. Yep. So I guess some of the 
questions there are is like how attached to like mainline continuity like animation goes or if it's its own little corner little book. yeah i got the vibe of it being its own little corner kind of mm-hmm. similar to like dc eu and dc animation are very separate buckets you know yeah <laughs> i lost track of dc <laughs> a while ago we don't need to get into that <laughs> yeah. on this show starts off rainy city very neon vibe to it it had a blade runner feel yeah yeah i'm assuming it's the newton brothers that did this part of the score I, like hats off to them this this music was pretty epic yeah i i'm not so sure it fits like the 92 vibe i don't know it's just a different it's a more that blade runner aesthetic but it did yeah. its job it was very suspenseful and very right. cool but I, to me that was like one of the signs of the production was like not totally concerned about bringing back all the aspects of 92's aesthetic because like this was like way more cinematic and you also like you didn't need it to be music from the 90s like they didn't Mm -hmm. do what they did in Captain Marvel for example of like picking a popular song from that era or even a, a background like vibe for it so from the Neon City you see it's a dark like wholesale store like TVs and stuff and you see Callisto and Leech from the Morlocks kind of like off in the shadows on the side jumps over and by the way rod if i'm going through stuff and you want to interject by all means was this was this the scene where the newspaper flew by it goes over to it so that's the next one where you have a skate party it was like called hip skate party which i don't i'm not shocked that that business went out with a name like that and then there's a telephone pole which has like it looks like either a missing persons or a wanted poster it's not crystal clear and marrow who most people know from marvel versus capcom is the like shaded out image that is on that pole but it's not like super duper clear then to what you're referring to is the daily bugle newspaper flying in front of the screen Mm -hmm. and that was like easter egg central yeah so the first headline i think everybody clung on to is the hellfire gala stuff yep so (laughs) more questions we we already talked about how now it's called x jets at a blackbird so now the inner circle has upgraded to hellfire or they don't have the same standards and practices probably because this is actually rated teen as opposed to being pg no i get the meta of it i'm just wondering in universe if it's going to be addressed at all or if they're just going to like skip just say it yeah just skip it and say it or if they're going to be like oh the inner circle was like this thing inside hellfire which is accurate to the comics the inner circle was the the court of the yeah. hellfire club so and, and that's and there's a bunch of questions you know like storm's hair some people's like minor appearance differences and stuff like is are they just not going to worry about it or are there going to be like little things that kind of like reveal stuff as we go well, I, be- I believe the prequel comic which weirdly enough does not come out until the 27th of march okay. so a week after this first episode is going to debut signifies that there have been two years in between the events of xavier's passing to oh, now okay I don't know if that's still totally accurate, but that was what was reported when that prequel comic came out. All right. I did see some people theorizing that the Hellfire Gala actually does need to do with the Hellfire Club, as opposed to the Hellfire Gala that we know in current comics, which is more about the island of Krakoa and, you know, Mm. all that kind of stuff. You also see, without a hyphen, is Spider-Man a mutant? Yeah, I saw some commentary around that being like, well, J. Jonah Jameson eventually runs like the... Like the he's not going to pay for the ink, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the ink or like typos or worry, yep. <laughs> worry about accuracy in general. Oh, and I, d- I did jump over. It actually says that the text for the Hellfire Gala write-up is from Eddie Brock, who we know is Venom. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the photos were from Peter Parker. Peter Parker, yes. Yep. So Venom and Spider-Man are technically in this universe. Which 
aligns if this is the same universe as 92 because we know they did the crossover with spider-man 94 so yeah yeah. yep and then you see mutant fashion show and i'll even say on this one i had to look up who some of these people were because they're not one-to-ones with their existing characters Mm, on all of them so the ones who i was very very sure of were dust who is the one who is completely covered from middle eastern descent Nature Girl, that was the girl who had the deer horns on her head. And then the one who was next to Dust looks like, to me, Banshee, who we've seen in the series already. Yep. The other ones, so standing next to Nature Girl, her name is Loa. I had to look her up. I looked up images of this character. It is spot on. It is absolutely that character. Some people said it was Blink. Doesn't look like Blink to me, Mm -hmm. candidly. The one that... was a little hard to lock down was the one who had like the little wisp of hair in the front. Most of the internet is agreeing that that is Maggot, but I'm not 100% sure on that I one. I think I heard Maggot as well, yeah. Yeah, and the, the one I kept seeing was also Strong Guy who we saw in the Iceman episode as a member yeah. of X-Factor. I didn't interpret that as, as Strong Guy. Yeah, he would so. be much bigger. Right. right. And then the last one, the character's name is Stacy X, who I've never read a book with Stacey X in it before. Yeah, I'm not familiar with her. So then it jumps over to a casket being lowered in, which is interesting because, you know, we haven't really seen what happens to Xavier's body at the end of the last episode. Oh, that's right. So I don't know if that's him or is that somebody else? Like, obviously you could be ambiguous in the trailer on it, but that's the impression that they give is that it is Xavier. Because his consciousness got taken out, right? Not his right. body. Right. Okay, yeah. And then you get some of the commentary about, you know, we've been entrusted with his dream. There's lots of really great emotional lines that are coming for the first time from this trailer. And it isn't just the recap from X-Men 92. Mm-hmm. We're at the UN where you have Friends of Humanity protesting, which, Rod, you had some great commentary yeah. <laughs> about that as we were watching. Yeah, I saw, I saw the meme, which is... a. Uh, a screen cap of someone's tweet. I forget who it was, but I guess we, we could probably put it up whenever this goes up yeah, or something so it could be credited properly. But I, I'm going to say this all as nicely as possible. I the Online has been kind of a dumpster fire with the reaction to this series. Like We knew it was going to be because anytime a new show gets revived, some people were going to like look for something to be wrong with this. I think a lot of people, or the wrong people, clung on to Morph being declared as non-binary in the write-up in Empire Magazine, I think. Which is the character that, if you think about it, would be the most likely to be non-binary because they are yeah. essentially, is, as the character evolved, they are a blank <laughs> slate. Like, they could literally yeah. fall into whatever category fits them most appropriately. And it has just been appalling seeing how many people have missed the point of the X-Men yeah. <laughs> over the decades. Anyway, so the, the slash screen cap slash meme that I saw was like, I'm so surprised that these people who are upset about like the wokeness of X-Men are upset because they finally got the representation they wanted in the trailer and it's the Friends of Humanity protesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, the, yeah <laughs> the the piece of that that I I was like, yep, they nailed they nailed the vibe of this is the go back where you came from. And it's like, oh you don't understand science because these people that you're saying go back where you came from yeah. are literally also American citizens. So they are where they came from. Yeah, yeah, it's another one-to-one, you know, like there's a, when my old YouTube channel with my band, I remember I put a video out, it doesn't matter what it's about, but 
they someone a bunch of people comment on this but one that i remember actually responding to like they said like why don't you just like go back to where you come came from and i was like greentown indiana like <laughs> okay yep <You> know? <laughs> yep from that we see a quick shot of a giant sentinel's hand which is being worked on couldn't tell yeah. who it was and then you see magneto at the un and at first i was like oh is he saying like oh we're a nation that deserves to be treated as a nation or something like that but then a bunch of people did a great job of pointing out it was very reminiscent to the vibe of the trial of magneto which was a story that happened in uncanny x-men number 200 and then a character that we knew was going to be in the show if you look really keenly there is a woman in a red like business suit i believe that is val cooper uh-huh. who is the know. government liaison to x-factor in the comics gotcha so, gotcha no and then I saw a little bit of debate with regard to to this. You see a quick shot of the Institute, but then you see this pyramid with a giant statue of Magneto and a giant statue of Xavier in front of it. And I saw some people saying Genosha, and I saw some people saying Savage Land. It felt more Savage Land from a like visual aesthetic mm-hmm. than Genosha did to me, because Genosha was tropical, but this was like... Genosha is 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 more of a modern society. They're not going to have a random pyramid in the middle of it. Is yeah. at least how I, I I felt watching it. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's tough too because like when we have we don't have a precedent for how this particular version of the show is going to treat different settings and places and people and stuff. So it's just like guessing off of what could have built upon. Yeah, what happened? You know, back in the nineties. Because it also doesn't fit either of the scenarios of what you've seen in either the Savage Land or Genosha. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not a one-to-one match to either of them. Yeah, there, there wasn't really like a ceremonious, you know, ending to either of those scenarios in the, <laughs> yeah. in the show. And then we see the lineup of the team sitting in the jet. On one side, you have Wolverine, Beast, Morph, and Bishop. And then on the other side, piloting, you have Cyclops with Storm, Gambit, and Rogue behind him. And Cyclops gives the the speech, you know, we have to do this as a team. And then you got a great line from Logan of like, oh, the the antagonization between them has not stopped. Yeah, yeah. Despite everything else that's happened. And I think Logan's animation when he was speaking, that was for me, like the first like real like feel that we were going to get from like the characters of the show. And yeah, I know I mentioned this to you offline. So one of the surprises for me of the sh- the show as much as I knew behind the scenes about it was I was not expecting the VHS look which was kind of cool like right. it's a, so it doesn't look like what if or Archer or something I was you know? so happy it didn't look like what if like <laughs> right. don't, don't get me wrong I, I see value into what if as an animation style yeah. this would not have been the time to use the what if animation yeah and it's just different than the other stuff that's on right now maybe it's something with frame rate maybe it's the way that the characters are on it gave me like 25% like anime energy you know the way it was but not totally it's not like cowboy bebop it just it was like the way that logan was sitting like you know the maybe the frame rate i don't know the i'm not an animator but like maybe the frame rate of how his mouth was moving and stuff it just gave like that like a little bit of that energy yeah i i got that too and i agree with you like it's like it's a little bit there but it's not like you know even watching american anime like looking at the stuff on netflix like you know castlevania and stuff like that mm-hmm. that still feels more animated than this did to me yeah yeah it's not as oh, pointy is the right word <laughs> Rod, that's offensive. Okay. <laughs> it's not actually offensive, but I had to just make you feel like it was. Then you see, you know, some more quick shots. You see the X-Jet, which I'm calling it that because that's what the Lego set is called instead of the Blackbird. You see Storm walking and the power crackling as she's walking through her steps, which is a great I, shot. I love 
the amount of power that Storm's animation has. I think that was my favorite part of this trailer because it gives me hope that they're not going to fuck up Storm in this one. Yep. I had mentioned this in some comment conversations online that like some people were like, oh, I'm so glad she has her mohawk. And some people, for whatever reason, are surprised she ever had that. I, I'm I'm kind of indifferent with it. I, the only Storms I didn't like were the movie ones. Everyone right. else is like, it was 90% the way she is characterized more yeah, than it her was- actual appearance. It was the portrayal in the com in the sorry in the movies that was the problem for you, yeah. not the visible attributes of her. Yeah. So her mohawk right now it looks great to me. It looks fine. I, yeah. I would have loved it either way with her or the long hair. But like just the the scene where she has like her arm up, the electricity's radiating from the ground, and then like the flash like that that was very anime. But like even from that, it wasn't even like one full second of right like of action from her. But like you just gotta like oh she's gonna be like I don't know if Omega level is the right term in this sense, but like not you know frying a toad or whatever like they so then we get a shot of jubilee blowing a bubble and you get walking into a club which i immediately was like they're gonna lose their liquor license because jubilee is way too young to be in a club yeah. right now because even if you go off the the 92 continuity that means she's 18 at absolute most like she's not old enough to be there but it's her it's gambit rogue wolverine and then morph who has the classic human style head yeah. as opposed to the the white head. They got to give us a name for when he does that <laughs> just so we don't sound creepy and weird. I guess it's just like human mode, right? It's kind of like in evolution with Nightcrawler when he's in his like, you know, not blue. Version. Yeah, yeah. When, he, so, when he's in his skin. So yeah, so I guess like... To, to steal from yeah, Max. Oh, yeah, yeah, to, to be a skin. And so yeah. I guess in this scene where they're walking to the club, they're probably trying to stay incognito even though they're in uniform. They're not trying to like stir anything up. Yeah. Right. And then one thing that we did talk about, which we had seen it in images, but this like fully confirmed it. They did make a tweak to the art style of Jubilee. So it is definitely clearer that she is of Asian descent because I, I think we talked about this at one point when I was growing up because I didn't pick up on the nuance of her last name being Lee. I just thought her full name was Jubilee as a kid. I didn't actually realize she was Asian. I thought she was just another white kid at that point because of how she was drawn. I got a when I was watching the cartoon as a kid, I took it as she was like mixed because like you said, like they didn't really animate her like that except for her dark hair. Her last name being Lee was part of it. The other part was her first name was technically Jubilation. Right. And not that I personally know any Asian American kids named Jubilation. But that sounds like something that our parents would have named kids because like especially with religious Asian parents, like I have tons of friends. My own niece is named Grace. My like I had friends named like Glory and Gloria. <laughs> it's like these kind of like I don't know what the word is, uh, like religious but eloquent. Like so right. for, I, I could totally picture like my mom if she had a girl instead of me and my brother, like being like, Your name is Jubilation. It's like, yeah, that totally that that tracks. <laughs> I thought that I would guess it but like i wouldn't be surprised if that was the call (laughs) right and we get a quick shot bishop's powers in action then you see cyclops's hand on gene's pregnant stomach and it's very obviously she's knocked up yeah they 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 have to kind of nerf her for at least the first season because we can't bring that phoenix back like right away (laughs) it's just too much story (laughs) right and it's not like even in the comics like oh once they stopped the dark phoenix saga phoenix went away it's like no the phoenix comes back every fucking three years in the comics at least so or 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 even just like angry gene or something you know like they have to like put something it's kind of like the equivalent of like when you have the sci-fi trope the rugged cowboy guy that has to take care of the kid you know, like Mandalorian or something. Yeah. Like some vulnerable. Yeah, lone, lone wolf and cubs. Yeah. Yeah, so that she just can't go off the rails on her own. It's just so we can have some story that doesn't have, you know, do with like universe ending 
stuff yeah. around one person just yet. <laughs> yeah. They have a quick kiss. Then it cuts to an action scene where we hear Rogue for the first time in the trailer. And Lenore's voice has not missed a beat. She sounds yeah. to a T exactly how she sounded in 92 to me. Yeah, she sounds great. And I know you've seen her now after last Comic-Con. I've seen her. Like anybody that's seen her at a, at a con speak, you know that she she's kept it up. Like she Yeah. Can- so then we get a full team shot where at first it looks like they're surrounded by two sentinels and then you see that there's four of them and then we get the shot that has gone the most viral of the entire trailer which is gambit hopping onto wolverine's back as he's charging and then literally gambit charges wolverine's adamantium claws that was me and my brother texted each other about that that was the first thing i was like peter and he was like wolverine gambit claws (laughs) like yes like I, I'm pretty sure everything's going to be great in the show, but even if everything else went wrong, that moment got everything right. So the day the trailer came out, I literally woke up because I sleep later than you do somehow to our post of it being announced. Immediately go in and watch the trailer, like as I'm still sideways on my bed, you know, on my phone, and then immediately get a message from friend of the show, Matt Robb, who says, does that mean Wolverine's entire skeleton is going to explode? <laughs> Right, yeah, or at least it charged and like maybe healed or something. Like I don't know how that. I don't know, but, but it does. It doesn't. If you start doing the science on it, it doesn't end well. I like though, and I don't know if this was on purpose, but I like to think it was on purpose that it gives like a little bit of credence to like two things: the '92 intro, where Wolverine's claws like do the do the electricity, electricity thing, yeah, like yeah, and and then in the in the arcade game, even though this is not related to '92 or anything, when you go to Wolverine's bio screen, it actually says he has like electric claws or something like that. And in the game, you know, like he slashes across the screen. It's like, yeah, maybe it's just like a homage to that. He's always able to like have energy coming from his claws. Either way, it it was just like a really badass scene. That also yeah. reminds me when you're saying that you, you saw it when you woke up. I, I forgot to talk about like how we discovered this. So I don't know. It was like the universe, the gods had it because I'm usually not up that early. And I just got up to pee at like 4 a.m. Right. And I woke up to some messages from some East Coast friends. They're like, hey, Rod, did you see the announcement in Empire? I'm like, what? Then I spent, okay, if anybody from Empire is listening to this, I, tr- I tried to spend 20 fucking minutes paying for a subscription to read that article to do it right. And your credit card processing th- system, whatever, was not working. It, kept it doesn't work out. at 4 a.m. That's why. Yeah, right. And, and it wasn't just my computer because I tried on my phone and my laptop and my desktop. None of them worked, all on different browsers. Anyway, so I just like went to the Chrome thing where you can like view source or whatever. Yeah. And I just searched March and I found the thing. And then I, I was like, okay, we'll make the post on Instagram. And then I went back to sleep. And then I woke up probably later than you. And like the trailer was on Instagram. <laughs> everything. I was like, okay, I guess this was not like a yeah incognito announcement. <laughs> yep. From there, we get the team shot, which came from... That was one of the few leaked images that we did see, you know, about a week or so prior with everybody up there. I did love how it was set up with Cyclops in the foreground, everybody else coming in from the back. Beast is getting the worst wedgie ever as he's getting pulled Uh in by Rogue. And then, no lie, man, like, literally the To Me, My X-Men, I got goosebumps off of that shit. It It was exactly what it needed to be. They did it right. It was like Cap in Avengers Assemble. Yeah, it was like music cut. They actually did a zoom, which I feel like is something that the show hasn't really done before, like camera moves. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, they they weren't doing camera moves in in ninety two. Yeah. So it was, it was pretty. It was pretty cool, even though you know how we feel about Cyclops. 
<laughs> and then you get the logo reveal, which of course we've seen before. Mm-hmm. And then in a pseudo like post credit style scenario, you see there's a book, which props to him. Xavier had a bound book as his last will and testament. I have never seen that. That is the most baller. I'm a rich guy shit I've yeah. ever seen. Allegedly. I, I wonder, I mean, I'm not the only one to think this, so it's not, so it's not an original idea, but like, would, would Magneto forge that to, you know, I, he, he does respect Charles. I but. don't think he would because of how 92 ended. Yeah, I get that. I, and I could be totally wrong. Like, obviously we don't, yeah. we like, we don't know anything with regard to that, but that's why I have the gut that it's not. Yeah, because he's also reading it. Like it's not like he just shows up and throws it to them. Like he's right. literally reading the fucking thing. So I love that he throws it in their faces while they're playing like basketball or something. Yes, <laughs> which it was kind of like that homage both to the basketball scene from the first series, which is also like an ongoing thing that we've seen from the comics and stuff like that. I love pregnant Jean as the referee. <laughs> Of course, there's always the Mystique wild card. Maybe that's just on my mind because evolution has been utilizing that. I feel like that's the your precondition on that one right now. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. And maybe it's because Magneto's voice to me is like so far the most different from the different series. I know it's a different voice, obviously. But like some of them sound, some of the new actors sound a little bit closer to the original voices. This one. He's just, he's not bad at all. He's just like different yep. than the one we had. He's a little less husky and stuff. So he sounds a little more nefarious, I think. He's also they, drawn that way. Like the way the hair fell, right. like the dark, the like the darkened ridges on his eyebrows and stuff like yeah. that. He also visually looks a little more, I don't want to call it evil, but but menacing, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I'm not sure what to make of that, but that's a, that was, that was a great little reveal. You know, yeah. another, another surprise for me. I didn't know. Right. The plot point. And it's, and it's like, yep, everything that belongs to him now belongs to me. And then it's like the two, the TV tune out is the way that the trailer ended. So yeah, yeah. it was, it was awesome, man. Like I, I've, I've obviously been keeping a positive scenario on this and, you know, in like discussion boards and stuff, like I'm like fighting the good fight of like, people <laughs> are like, oh, this looks like it's going to be crap and it's going to be woke. And it's like, you don't know what that fucking word means. And like, or what the X-Men are. <laughs> yeah. But for me, it's like, you are saying it's going to be crap before you've even seen it. Like, yeah. give it a shot. And then they gave us something. They gave us something fucking great. Yeah. And let's be honest. Like, it's probably not going to, most times, unless you're Madam Web, it's not going to be either extreme. It's going to be somewhere in between. There's going to be parts of it that disappoint us. But then yeah. there's going to be probably a lot of parts that are great. Like, we already saw a trailer that was great. At the very least, we saw, like, what, two minutes of great stuff. So One minute, 41 seconds, I think, Bro, was okay, the count. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but like it'll it'll yeah, and and let's not forget like Larry Houston and the Lee Wall, they all consulted on this. Yep. So like we have to hope that that did something in yep. there. And as far as the animation goes, I, I mean, all of us knew that people were going to complain about it before because it, I, I kind of scrolled by like you're doing more work on those forums than I am because I, I see these posts sometimes scrolled by my feed. Like you have more self control than I do, Rod. That's why I, I just have less. I, I I don't want to invest the time. <laughs> like I said, you have more self-control. And so I see these things are like, the animation is not as good. I'm like, are we looking at the same thing? Like, if we go to that, like, I love the original 92 series. But this new animation, even if you didn't like the style, is objectively better. Right. And that's one of the things that we, we very quickly complimented with X-Men Evolution by comparison yeah. to X-Men 92. 
yeah. is it was just cleaner. Like, yeah. we we do know, like, factor out the last set of episodes that went to the alternate studio. Let's even remove yeah. that from the equation. It was it was solid, but it was not the like the nth tier of animation. And everybody who worked on the show, probably except for Saban, is openly yeah. saying that that was the case. They're like, we did the best with what we could. And we were always going to have a little bit of a challenge compared to Batman, the animated series, because they got a better animation budget than we did. Yeah. And I, I think one of the posts I saw was someone making their point. They had like screen cap of like Xavier from the first series where his eyes are like way too far down in his head. Oh, and, yeah. And- <laughs> he had like the it looked like brainchild from the fucking Savage yeah. Land in that shot. But you could take so many. I mean, all the little like animation gaffes that we noted while we were watching him and stuff yep. like that. It, it was a rushed production as far as like the the animation part but done well for what they had yep. this one they've taken time like this i can say from like the the broad insight that i had mentioned earlier like this has been actively been worked on for like three four years now so like there was plenty of time to think through all this stuff yep and uh, especially the, the visuals and things and I, I, anyway the reason i say all that is like i, I think the what and I'm, I'm speaking to anybody out there, hopefully, if you're still listening and you weren't offended by what I said about not liking the animation. I think that what it is is like anytime you, the first time you experience something positively, you just associate with that. And then nothing replaces that. And it's not yeah. necessarily better or worse. It's like there's some songs that went viral on TikTok. And then when the actual song released, people were disappointed in it, but they got so used to hearing it through a speaker, through the phone recording, the speaker, and there was like a tinge to it. And like, and they're like, it sounds off. And it's yeah. like, yeah. It's just it's different because you got used to hearing it literally a million times this way, you know, or like, I don't know. I, 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 I even today, I, when is, is this going up right away? Or like, you week? tell me, you're the one who's okay. going to edit the fucking thing. <laughs> this could go live okay. as soon as you're done editing it, okay. Rod. Okay, so probably in a few days. So this, this will probably, this will, my TikTok will about this will probably be up. I just record a little video about the the pop group Dream. You know, I was like, listen, I'm not gonna try to say that they were like the pinnacle of music or anything. Like, but when you like, I listen to the song, I hear the song now, and that they that they was really big for them, and I just I, I get good memories of like that era of my life, and so this yeah. is like and more of that. So I'm, what I'm speaking to anybody that like you genuinely I, I believe you i think i believe you genuinely feel that the animation is not as good but i want you to like at least consider that maybe it's your association of your experiences at the time that had more to do outside of the show and including the show at the time and that will never be replaced so if you can like let go of that that the time won't be back then you might have a shot of enjoying what has been given to us that no show ever gets you know a continuation decades later just for sake of addressing it here are the things that we know about tied to X-Men 97, which are not shown or featured in the trailer in any way. There was no Nightcrawler, which we know there's a Nightcrawler based on both the toys and concept art. We did not see Sunspot, which I don't know if maybe he's going to be like a late in the season addition to the team, but we know that he's been added to the roster. We didn't see any indication of Madeline Pryor, even though we know both from the toys and the Funko Pop, she's a part of it. We did not see the Executioner, who is the villain who is revealed from the toy stuff. Nothing about Sinister when we know that Sinister is literally the big bad of the season. And then the last thing, which I don't know if it's authentic or a rumor, but the 8-bit stuff as it related to Mojo, like the video game style stuff, there was nothing that hinted in that in any way. So just addressing those 
Obviously, there was a hint with the Hellfire Gala of the Hellfire Club, things like that. Oh, and Forge. There was nothing about Forge. So Yeah. I wonder if it was Sinister. I would love if they did what they did with like Purple Man in the Jessica Jones Netflix series. He's more felt than seen from the majority of the episodes. Right. And then like, you know, just kind of becomes this looming threat. Or even Thanos in the first phases of the MCU and stuff. And then when they when Sinister appears, it's actually like a an event. Well, his last appearance in the show was fantastic because it was literally just Xavier having memories of him and Jack the Ripper. Oh, that's right. That's the last we saw of this version of Sinister. At first I was thinking, oh, in the sand. But I guess there was the other flashback. Well, after that, we also had the Phalanx episode where he fucked off, too. Oh. Oh, yeah. Because the sand was Savage Land stuff. That's right. Okay, yeah. So who knows how he's going to appear in this. Yep. But Oh, super excited. We're only, what, as of recording this, four weeks away? Literally four weeks to the day. Thank you guys for joining us. If you have any thoughts, please make sure to drop them into the comments for either the YouTube upload or the official Instagram about this episode. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Cyclops IWFM pod on Instagram, TikTok, threads, X and Facebook. And of course, make sure to follow us on all your favorite podcast services. If you like what you heard, we'd appreciate a rating on the podcast app you're choosing. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Our Heart Radio, Amazon Music, Spotify, YouTube Podcasts. Let us know if that's working and CastBox. I mean, they're, they're, they're loaded in my feeds. Thank you.